No. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I should probably introduce us. Um, oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> hi, everybody. Welcome to Warrior Chats, the side project of Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. But this time, it's not Cameron and Chad. It's Emily, Jean-Luc, Alex, and Chad, the comics podcast crew, the OGs, which I think stands for original. Everybody <laughs> say hi, but at the same time. Hi, wow. everybody. It's me, Jean-Luc. Hi, I'm Alex. I feel like Warrior Chats is slowly losing the plot uh, uh, the more we do it. I didn't know which podcast we were recording for till right now, so that's good to know. It doesn't change anything. It's just... You guys can have this for yours, too, but I'll, I'll probably edit it then since it is going on or opinions are cheap. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, you can edit it and take it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it, buddy. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. I was wondering who was going to edit this. I thought you guys were going to have to, like, flip a coin or something. Well, I haven't hated myself in a whole two days, so I figured, like, <laughs> whoa, I might as wow. well edit a podcast. That's, That's like a, a record. Like, I'm looking at your audio forms and, like, half of you are fucking clipping. I always, I always. John Luke always looks like that. Yeah, it sounds fine. Well, I don't know if, if you it say so. Fine. I've I've edited twelve episodes of a different podcast, so uh, I I sound okay most of the time. Is that twelve episodes of the comics podcast, and it's like four hundred episode run? Is that oh no, I'm no. talking about the twelve episodes of Crying in the Book Club, but I did episode uh, some number of comics podcast episodes. Oh. Hey, Chad, why are we here? Oh yeah. Hello. We're here to talk about Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight, because we apparently really like Taylor Swift, and every time she does a thing, we have to get together. Yeah. Swift like, dash like, podcast. Swift dash podcast. Jean-Luc's doing the arms. It's very nice. And then nice Jean-Luc had us listen to another album, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. I believe. The Loneliest yes. Time. The Loneliest Time. Um, the loneliest time. I remember absolutely nothing about that, so I'll have zero opinions other than <laughs> I listened to it and was like, well, fuck this. Well, your opinions are really <laughs> cheap this episode. They are. I'm wow. listening to Midnight's while we record right now because I haven't listened to it in like four days. Yeah? Um, are, are you enjoying Lavender Haze? Lavender Haze is a really fucking good song. Yeah? It is It is one of the better songs on the album. I'll, I'll give Lavender Haze that that, that much credit. Lavender nice. haze is a hate crime. <laughs> okay, wow, we have a, we have very different, okay. different opinions so far. Actually, like, okay, let, me be, this one? Let, me, let me be clear. I like the song. I think that uh, historically, the colander lavender has been associated with like the LGBT community and Taylor Swift writing a song about her and her boyfriend and calling it lavender haze. Just. Makes me make a face. I like Why this. It's like a shade of purple, right? Yes, but wow. first okay. the gays take the rainbow flag from God, and now they're taking <laughs> lavender from Taylor Swift. No, lavender was next. Lavender was forcibly applied to us. It was during yeah. the the lavender panic. Anyway, yeah, so we're, we're, we're reclaiming the straight people are reclaiming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To help out the. <laughs> Anyway, I thought it was okay. That was pretty good. I, <laughs> I think it's a fine song. I like the first half of this album more. For sure. I don't know if we're getting into our broad Wait, thoughts. The vigilante shit is on the second half of the album. I have an important, I don't know if you knew that. It, it is. It is. I have an important uh, question. Are we doing Midnight's or Midnight's 3 a.m. version? Do you think I listened to the 14 tracks on Midnight's and then decided it would be a good idea to listen to the bonus tracks? Wait, so you, hey, the bonus tracks are okay. You didn't listen are to any of the bonus tracks? No, I do not like this album. So oh. I, I, dun, dun, dun. Not, I mean, I, I thought they I, were... I was not interested. I thought that like one of them was okay. I think 
mean, they were better than Carly Rae's bonus tracks. I'll I'll, I'll give Taylor Carly Rae's bonus tracks are fucking rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the Carly Rae album on the whole. Maybe more. I'm not sure I like actually. I, I definitely like it more. I think it's got more bangers per minute than Midnight BPM. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has more BPM, more it's bangers per BPM. minute. I mean, Midnight's, like, this is the, the big problem with Midnight's is that it does not have bangers. Like, it has some good songs, but it has no, like, big, like, pop choruses. It's it feels all... like it's, like, fillers from other albums that are in here. And, like, it's not necessarily bad. And, and, and the songs I liked were the ones where, like, I was listening to the lyrics and I was like, what, what the fuck did she just say <laughs> okay, about I liked, a baby I, who's, like, like I what? Liked, I liked three of the Midnight's bonus tracks, three out of seven. Um, yeah, Taylor's real goofy on this one. She's real quirky on this album (laughs) with the words. Which is at her quirkiest. I think she's at her best. And so then there's like, like I'm listening to Snow at the Beach right now, which is fine. It's so boring. But it's kind of boring. Like, like this is really good. It gets stuck in my head constantly. Chill music to vibe to while you study. You know, one of those like three (laughs) hour playlists with an anime girl on it. Like that's, that's where a lot of this album You're really right, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it almost feels like after listening to it, not like what the what's the point, but also what's the point? Like you know, Taylor has good music, and it's like you, you didn't have to release an album right now. Like, well, what I want to know is, Snow on the Beach features Lana Del Rey, and what mm-hmm. I need to know is where <laughs> <laughs> she does. Where like backing, is she? She does like some backing vocals during the chorus. It's barely a feature. How do you even call that a feature? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, she doesn't get her own verse. She doesn't really sing like the chorus. I, I don't know. Taylor sucks at uh, letting women feature on songs. <laughs> the band Elvati did that. The their last album, they had Randy Bly on, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, this is gonna from be Lamb great. God? Yeah, from Lamb of God, and then he's like backing, backing screams <laughs> on the chorus, and it's like you get Leia, you get him on here, and then you just use him that way. That's stupid. Such a way. I mean, it's the same for Lana Del Rey. It's like she's got a great voice. Like, why waste her doing like you know vocals that are layered three tracks deep on the on the mix? You know. Yeah. It's a strange decision. A weird mm-hmm. decision. Very weird. Uh, one of many on this album. Yeah, I'm, um, I mean, we've been pretty negative on it so far, but uh, I mean, I like song. it. Oh, that's good. I don't hate but, it. Let me let me be clear. I like both of these albums, actually. Like, oh, I, I like Loneliest Time. But overall, <laughs> halfway there. Yeah, I, my favorite song on the on the Taylor Swift one is Antihero, just because it's like it's just so goofy. <laughs> it's, so, it's just it's so, so good. Goofy. And like you know, like. There, there's a line where it's like, I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. And it's I just think like, about that Taylor. line uh, at least once. I've thought about it once a day since I listened to the album. It's just like going from this song to the other stuff. It's like, this is like, oh, she's like having fun with this. And the other one's just like, okay, now we're like very, like very boring. Very, very boring. Vigilante shit is very goofy. Yeah, do not call vigilante shit boring. Okay, there, no, there, there's, one, there's one on the second half. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah vigilante yeah. shit. Actually, both of my favorite songs are on the second half. It's vigilante and Vigilante shit and Bejeweled. Ooh, uh, I actually, I really like Bejeweled. Bejeweled? It also has some... Yeah. Wow, no one's standing Karma. I'm upset. Karma's good. I also like Karma. See, all I, I like this every album. Song on the, all I hear is every song in the Taylor album is good, but Jonathan's like, I hate this album. So no, I'm no, 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 no. The, other, the other 11 songs are... Well, Lavender Haze is okay. The other 10 songs are, like, borderline unlistenable. Like, 
Bejeweled has like there's the closest to like a really good like big chorus on this album and I really like it. Vigilante shit definitely feels like an outtake from the Reputation era. Yes, it like does. if they took off like one of the dog shit songs on Reputation and replaced it with Vigilante shit, they would like that album would 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 probably be increasing quality by about twenty percent. I don't know, maybe that's too mm. much, but I don't know. It's weird because it's all like everything on this album is like produced to be like super like soft and like laid back and i feel like that is after folklore and evermore where she did that really well and worked with like a lot of really good songwriters and a a range of different producers to like produce long albums where every song didn't sound the same it feels like a real step back to like do an album where every track or almost every track sounds the same and as much as i enjoy like the goofy writing on a few of these songs like the overall songwriting is just not where it has been it's for the almost, last few albums. It's almost like this album should have actually come out between reputation and folklore. Like it yeah. would have made more sense as like a bridge between the Yeah, but then we went to got Lover and Lover's good. Lover is good, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I forgot about Lover, but I not to like kick Lover out, just like I also like <laughs> I mean Colby did that. <laughs> Fair enough. I also like Lover as an album. Yeah. So, like, I'm on You're On Your Own, Kid, so I'm on the fifth song. And there's, like, there's a driving kick to this, but it doesn't build anywhere and it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Like, it, it, Just it like stays the album. kind of... <laughs> it stays on a certain tempo yeah. pretty much the entire thing, and there's no, like, catharsis to it. There's no there's no narrative. It's it, Sonically, it's just, it's just there. That's, and it's not yeah. a bad song. I, I kind of don't care. Like that song, there's like a few songs like that on this album that feel like they should have a drop or like build to like a big chorus or something. I agree. And they yeah. just like are just so milk toast and monotone the whole way through. And, I, and like, I have no problem with like melancholy music. No, it's just either. like, it's, it's, it's just doesn't even like commit to that. It's just kind of like hanging out. I mean, all of us love folklore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like that's like, probably what, like my second favorite Taylor Swift album. Right. Like when when Taylor Swift does like the sort of like melancholic, quieter stuff like, well, she does it really well. She like clearly has the chops for but, it. I mean, that, that was also a departure for her. So like going True. straight from, you know, right into folklore I was like, oh, like, you know, she's doing something different. So maybe maybe I'm also disappointed in this album because it was like, oh, like, what's she going to do different now? Like, well, what right. are we going to see? And it was just like an amalgamation of fine. Yeah. Like getting like reputation and folklore and evermore, which were all like kind of departures from her sound and even like a couple songs on lover like uh you know songs like the hunter and the the title song on lover kind of so or the archer not the hunter right yes it's the archer yeah archer yeah uh like both of those like didn't really sound like other taylor swift stuff but taylor swift also has like a this has been like consistent somewhat consistent where like she will like put a couple songs on an album that sound like really different and really cool. Like this is how I feel about haunted on speak now, speak now is haunted on speak now fearless. No, that's not speak now. Speak now. Okay. Like that song sounds really cool. And she, and it's like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs and she's never made a song that sounds like that. I know what the before. fuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's just and, you wait. <laughs> and that's, and that's why like, you know, it's, it, it, there was a period where it was exciting because it felt like she was branching out a little bit more. And this is like a step in a step backwards. I think. Yeah. John, have you heard the like crazy fan theory about vigilante shit? No. 
Um, mm. I saw like some bit of this on Twitter because you know there's like those insane Taylor Swift fans. Oh, I love those like, guys. Yeah, I love it too. It's Guilty. it's really funny. And um, there is a there is a theory that vigilante shit is about Taylor Swift helping break up Kim and Kanye's marriage. Oh, it's really really That's silly, fun. and it makes me laugh every time I listen to the song. I, I now. feel like. Kanye did that. He doesn't need any. He doesn't need. But but Taylor was ready in case. Taylor did. <laughs> Taylor was ready. You know, maybe that's why Taylor this was song... like, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> maybe that's why the song wasn't on Reputation was because they hadn't broken up yet. Maybe it's just like been oh, in the chamber. It's, it's like a celebration the, thing. It's yeah. been in the chamber for like five years that's waiting so funny. for their marriage to dissolve. Yeah. Imagine like if you could see into the future for stuff like that, but you could only see what Kanye West is doing. <laughs> oh my God. That would make my life so much better. I, that would be fucking as somebody who has watched like multiple two hour long Kanye West interviews. I'm so sorry uh, that you're doing that. Last, I'm so, I don't know. Last week, uh, that would make my that would make my life so much funnier. John looks smiling while he's saying this, but I know he's in pain. I know. <laughs> you know like, yeah, yeah. This is a, this is a pain bit. smile. This is a, I could be doing anything else with my life smile. Yeah. No, I just like play like pull up a game on my computer and you're like, oh, what's Kanye doing? Window, I, huh? What's Kanye up to? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, it, there was this really funny clip of him the other day where he was like, he was talking about how all the doctors lied about COVID. And he's like, well, I can't say what kind of doctors they are because we know how that worked out when I said what kind of businessmen they were. And then the end of the clip, he like starts walking away and then he turns around and he says, they were Jewish doctors. And then just walk, and then, <laughs> and then just wow. like walks away. I think this so morning he, is, he said he's no longer mental, or he's not actually mentally oh. ill because he was diagnosed by a so, Jewish doctor. So on the on the interview he did with Piers Morgan, which is like an hour and forty minutes long. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're, 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 I, <laughs> I just like the, that we're doing. I, I just like we're doing a Swift Dash podcast, and it's like <laughs> featuring Kanye, which is just it's great. But keep going. Uh, yeah. This will be. I'll try to keep this to the last Kanye diversion. But he said that he never actually had mental health issues. He had mental health allegations uh, that, like, people accused him of having like mental health issues, and they weren't actually real, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. So it's like the meme where it's like, "I'm no longer mentally ill." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. However, that goes. I'm self undiagnosing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normal now. So, what's everyone's favorite track on this on this good old midnight midnight album? Ooh, that, vigilante shit, hmm. not close. Karma. I like the line about the cat. It's so <laughs> dumb. Cat it's so on my lap or whatever it is. She yeah. Does. Uh, I gotta say, maybe anti. It's either antihero or vigilante shit. Antihero for me for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've met a lot of people that because I've been trying to follow like some of the opinions on this because it's definitely a d- divisive album and everybody's got like a different favorite song list. I've met more people than not that think Vigilante shit and Karma are bad songs. I, and they're like, I, I like love Karma. Then it would be the perfect album. Karma makes me think of one of my favorite Ace Attorney characters. So that, it has that going for it also. Because <laughs> her last name is Von Karma. That's why. Is that the uh, like... Uh... That's the lawyer with a whip? Yes. Okay. Yes. I like her too. The mean lady with a whip? Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like the people who dislike vigilante shit just dislike fun, in my opinion. I agree. I don't know, like, it just seems like, I 
I don't know, like there's like a, a cadre of people who think of Taylor Swift as like a serious singer songwriter, which she definitely has the chops to be. She has the chops to do it. But like if if what she's doing is like a little different than that, like, I don't know, like let loose, make a song about like, you know, killing people. I don't know. That's cool. I think Taylor Swift should make more songs about killing people. She's done it on the last couple of you know, albums. It's funny. And I'm, I'm here for it. I've been um I've been listening to her old discography in preparation for this podcast, right? So I mm-hmm. listened to Speak Now the other day, and I was like, I wonder how this album was received because I quite like this album. It's definitely too long, like pretty much everything she's ever done. <laughs> um, and like I think it was the Rolling Stones review for it. We're like, this is good, but I wish the songs where she's kind of like mean spirited and making fun of people. Like it, I don't <laughs> like that. It's just kind of oh. tasteless. <laughs> yeah, people hate it when women like do shit like that. On God forbid, albums. women do like, anything. You know, people, like, you could do, like, diss tracks. Like, if you're a guy, you can do, like, as many diss tracks as you want. But it, it yeah. d- there is definitely a double standard. Like, there needs to be more mean-spirited Taylor Swift songs. And this just, like, needs to... I- I'm-, I'm manifesting my, like, Taylor Swift doing a tour with Slipknot. Like, I oh need... Oh, my God. I need Taylor <laughs> Swift singing some of those Slipknot songs uh, with, you know, the full... The other eight members of the band just back I, w- I would get... Time. I would definitely get tickets to that. I would just see like, that for it'd sure. It'd be like $500 because, like, it, that's just, like... Yeah. But. Worth every penny. <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to... I want more, like, m- metal lyrics from Taylor Swift. We gotta get... We gotta do that. So where does this... Uh, where does this leave you guys for, you know, future Taylor releases? Because, I mean, were, were you guys excited for this album? Was it kind of like, eh, we'll see? I was kind of trepidatious. Like, I, I didn't really know what to expect uh, going into the album. And I still don't really know what to expect of it. But looking at it, it's not a very cohesive album. And I find that uh, I find that disappointing considering how cohesive I felt Folklore and Evermore both were. So what do you mean by cohesive? Because I feel like. It's almost too cohesive is my problem with it. Like, it just blends together as, like, almost one long song mm. with interesting elements thrown in occasionally. I don't know. If he, I, like, I, it just feels kind of like it's, it's weird that some of these songs feel like B-sides from other albums that are just oh, sort of sure, thrown yeah. into here. And I feel like... The even like I feel like the way that you're I I feel like the way you feel like it's too cohesive comes down to like the mixing. But I'm I'm I think more like on the just like the tone of the album, it feels more like a random bunch of songs rather than like an album. Yeah, it's like a, you know, 20 or 13, 14 greatest hits, but it's like the middest hits that like, you know, you need them in an album to have like the real bangers in it just to like pace it out. But it's like made up of all of them. So it's kind of just like there with you know a few highlights too like there's definitely stuff i enjoy in it but like i like the album it just like i don't know it feels a little all over the place yeah and it makes me a little more like uh for her next album whatever it's gonna be i mean i'll listen to it and hope she does something cool with it but it's like oh i'm kind of the opposite where i'm hoping that she kind of got this out of her system (laughs) and she'll make a good album next time it was funny. I was so worried she was going to make a boring pop punk album because that seems to be the rage right now. <laughs> and she didn't do that. I, I, I almost I would have preferred take she day. did that. Any day of the week, I would, yeah, for sure. I would kill for a Taylor Swift pop punk album. Are you kidding like, me? I'm right there with you, Chad, in terms of like, I wouldn't have wanted her to do that. But given what we got instead, I would have taken like anything that was like mildly more interesting than this. 
I mean, we I I didn't want another Demi Lovato album because I thought that, sure. that that one was pretty boring. Like Emily and I were gonna do a Warrior Chats on that, and I was like, I don't really yeah. want to listen to this again, though. Yeah, the, the more that we listened to it, we were like, do we really want to actually listen to this again and talk about I, it? Yeah, and I think it's more interesting if you're like a longtime Demi Lovato fan and just sort of seeing their like their musical transition going to that. Yeah, well, that part that was part of the idea is I was gonna have Chad listen to an al- a previous Demi album that I liked and like when it came out back in the day and then we were gonna like kind of compare but yeah. I don't know we just didn't we kind of lost steam on the idea. That's fair yeah. <laughs> and then we decided to do this. Yeah. Well, here we are. I have a question for Chad. Yeah. So historically you have done this thing where you will make like a playlist where you will take songs off of a taylor swift album to make like your perfect version of the album i'm wondering done that once i'm wondering if you you have any uh if you were going to do that to midnight's uh which songs would you just take off um i'd probably ask just having now that i'm listening to it right now Uh uh-huh i might ask maroon Midnight Rain, the question song. Keep going. <laughs> Baby Sweet Nothing. And oh, then God. like basically Sweet. leave it like Sweet Nothing. I don't know. Eight songs. Yeah, and I think I, like I think listening Midnight to this Rain. is eight songs. I like Midnight Rain, but that's the only I can't, one that so I my repeat. problem is I've listened to this album quite a bit. I was like writing and editing to it. I had it on at work all week. I don't remember what any of these songs sound like. Like <laughs> I've gone through this album probably like eight or nine times, and I can't hum a bar for most of these tracks. I'm listening to it now, and it's just going in one ear and right out the other. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that is kind of like how I feel about this album, too. Like, I'm pulling up my last FM right now so I can look at how many times I've actually listened to it. I just like, there's only like two or three songs that stick with me. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just, it just does not. I'm not going to be listening to this album in a yeah. week. So I've listened to the whole album like six times through between now, like when it came out and now. And admittedly, like probably four of those were like the weekend it came out. And I'm just like, like, I, I, I hear you say sweet nothing. And I'm like, how does that song go? I, that's right. my least favorite song on the album. It's fucking like, boring as shit. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's probably five songs on this album that I could like tell you lyrics from. Um, and three of them are because those lyrics are like silly and, and fun. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're what memorable. Yeah. And it's has some really good turns of phrase on here. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what any of them are, but like the first time I listened to it, oh, that was a really good lyric. Like, good job. Like Taylor can clearly she That's the thing. She's a really strong singer-songwriter. It's just not here. And like I don't think this is bad. It's just like I'll probably keep it as writing music. Like, I like a good writing music album. Sure. I do a lot of that. I actually do think that there are some really good lyrics on this album. I just think also it's like like two seconds later, she'll say something really stupid. Like, I think everybody's a sexy baby. Like, right. That's great, though. <laughs> which is <laughs> great. And I do love it. But it's also really stupid. Yeah. And maybe if you're like writing, it's it's a little bit distracting. If you're like, you're grooving into a song and then you're like, wait, what? Lose your train I have thought. to wonder, because Evermore and Folklore, she was basically telling stories like fictional stories. She wasn't this. It wasn't autobiographical at all. And then the thesis of this album is that, hey, she's back to writing stories about her own life. These were, you know, 13 sleepless nights in my life that I'm going to commit to song, which on paper is a really cool concept. That concept I, I do come think through, though, right? Like, no. It does, well, one, no, not really. And then two, it's just 
she's a better storyteller when she's not focusing on herself. I think like my biggest criticism of her entire discography, she's got too many songs that are clearly about her. And when she writes songs not about her, they're better because she doesn't, I don't know, it's like she's not like confined to a box. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I think like 1989 is the one exception to that where like the songwriting is actually like good throughout the whole album. Um, and like there's flashes of brilliance on other albums too. But yeah, no, I, I think that's true. I, mm. I also think like a part of the problem is that unlike the last few albums, this is like entirely produced by one person. Um, like it's all like Jack Antonoff producing it. Whereas like folklore, like uh, almost half of it was produced by Aaron Dessner from the national. Um, and he also produced a bunch of songs on, on Evermore. And I think that's like part of the reason that you got like, even though those albums were like, both of them were like sonically very cohesive. You got songs that were more memorable and sounded different because they like broke up the flow of the album. Right. And and like they were yeah. produced mm-hmm. differently. And so like the instrumentation, everything was different. Tracks were mixed differently. Um, and so you got something that like thematically and sonically was cohesive, but had like these moments where it was like just branching out like a little bit in terms of the production. Whereas with this, it's all produced exactly the same way. It's like all the same sort of like kick drums, mild synth beats, like, and it's very, it's just very samey the whole way through. And there's nothing yeah. breaking that up. So like bringing in like a couple, a couple different producers, I think to like, even with these same songs, like with the same like songwriting, just with a couple different producers, I think like we might be speaking very differently of this album. And Jack Azaroff is a great producer. I mean, he produced Dedicated, which I love. Um, yeah. And he's produced Taylor Swift songs I really liked before, too. Like, he produced songs on Folklore as well. I'm also just, like, interested in the cadence of this release, because, like, Folklore and Evermore were, what, four or five months apart, like, pretty close in, in yeah. 2020. And this is, like, what, a year, almost two years later. Yeah, Because it came out in 2020. Years. So two years later, and this is, like, you know, the big wave. Maybe she was working on it the whole time, but like, yeah, it, it just seems like a weird album to release. Like concept wise, I think it is really cool. Like Chad said, where it's like, hey, it's these thirteen sleepless nights. But maybe that's why they don't feel cohesive, or they just feel a little like there's no like central like thesis to it, other than like, hey, here's like thirteen short stories that all are kind of the same because it's like, despite you know, like produced, produced being same very samey, there's not like a through line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all about I'm on Labyrinth right now. I would cut this song. This song is boring. <laughs> song? Labyrinth. Yes, fine. It's it's sonically very pretty. Like I'm I've got my big good headphones on. I'm listening to it. There's it's a lot going on in the soundscape. Uh, Jack Antonoff did a, a fantastic job, like just from the like the sciency aspect of producing, where everything sounds big and clean and, and you can pick stuff out. The pads are really nice. Mm. I just I just don't care. And I don't I worry <laughs> about this like a lot of albums I was excited to listen to this year did nothing for me. I have like a list of bands that just disappointed me. And I'm like, am I finally turning into like that the, the 30 something year old where I stop looking for new music or just like I only get off to weird shit now when it comes to music, <laughs> like some noise core, like grindcore stuff, because I've met those people and they're fucking did weird. Did you listen to the new Willow album? Oh, uh, yes. I liked that one. It was fine. I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it again, <laughs> probably. I forgot about it. <laughs> How long do you think Taylor Swift is going to keep making music? Do you think, do you think she does this till she's like 80 years old, mm-hmm. um, you know, singing about her, like, I don't know, doctor's appointments and stuff? Yeah. I hope she oh, yeah. gets new material, but yeah, I mean, I assume she's going to be like 
She'll be like you two putting out albums when they're in their seventies. I don't really have a problem well, with her doing that. I, don't like, I want her to keep making music. Yeah. Like there, there's there's so much more Taylor Swift music that I like than I don't like. I right. would be a shame for her to just be like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Um for sure. I still want her to do this again. Like yeah. I said, I want her to tour with Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, we've talked about a lot of comic books and stuff, but it's like we're it's so easy for us to be like, oh, we wish this was more creative. Or this is more cohesive. It's just like this is their this is their job kind of thing. And this is just like, you know, they, they can't all be bangers. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could all be bangers, but they could all be bangers. It's definitely not. So and it's like, hey, I don't know. There, there are some least. bands that have released all bangers. Speaking of Cohen. bangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, before we, if we're going to talk about Carly, where do you guys have this album in your uh, Midnight's in your Taylor Swift uh, power rankings? Uh, mm. it's, a, it's at the bottom, maybe like second, second worst. Uh, second well, worst. I haven't listened to all of the albums, so I can't really, I don't have a true power ranking. Do you guys want to do a little tier list quickly? Want to do a tier list? Uh, sure. I already <laughs> did one. Um, okay. Let me... I did one. I did. I did mine too. All right, we'll I kind of figured. <laughs> I, I did mine like the night it came out and posted it on my Twitter, but no one saw it. Oh, I follow you on Twitter. I didn't see it. It was like three in the morning that I posted it, oh. so that's probably why. Oh. I feel like that's when you normally post, though. So it's like that is when I that is what I normally post. Yeah, it's when I talk about uh, my new my new favorite uh, movie character, Art the Clown. So I have on my personal Taylor Swift tier list. I have this in the F tier, so S A B C F along with her first album, which I've actually never heard because I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And then my S tier is Folklore, and then 1989 and Evermore, and everything else kind of falls between those. I, I posted mine as well. Um, Do you guys have a link to the... Uh, I think Chad posted a while ago. I'll find it. Okay. Wow, John luc coming out with, uh, with Red on S. I, I feel like I had to, like... I, over the years, I've, I like Red less. And I feel like you like it more. I like it more. I know, because when we first started talking about Taylor Swift, you were like, no, Red is better than 1989. And I'm like, no, that's not true. And now we've flipped on those positions, <laughs> I, th- I think. That's character um, progression. Wow. I-, I think 1989 is a more... Cons- so I have Folklore and Red, both in S tier. Um, and then 1989 alone in A tier. The reason for that is just, I think, like, 1989 is more consistent throughout, I think. And I go back to it probably a little more but red has higher high points for me um and i think when she released the taylor like taylor's version like a lot of the songs that i really liked got a lot better in terms of production so that bumped it up a little bit and then i have reputation and lover and b tier so so you think evermore and this one are on the same level uh i think evermore is a little bit better than this one um in the same way like i have folklore and red and s tier but i think folklore is a little bit better than than red Mm. Um, but yeah, I am not an Evermore enjoyer, uh, as we've talked about a couple Nor times in the group chat. I, yeah, I, there's a couple songs on it I like. Um, both It and Speak Now are basically like clawing their way into the C tier by virtue of a couple songs. Um, and Speak Now, it's mostly just haunted. And then, yeah. I posted my tier list. <laughs> Emily's tier list is the best so far. Jesus, Emily. Oh my God. Wait, you've never listened to. Wait, you've definitely listened to Red. No. We talked we talked about it. Okay, well maybe I did, but I forgot. 
it's the really long album and you're just like, oh shit, why is this an hour and 20 minutes long? You think every <laughs> album is too long. They are. Every album is too long. You got really mad at me because I hated the 10 minute version of uh, All Too Well. That's, That's right. A good okay, version, I did forget that, that I good. listened to the the new version of Red. I meant like I yeah. I still haven't listened to like the original, but I did listen to the Taylor's version. You're right, yeah. and I did like the the ten minute version all too well. <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a Taylor tier maker, and the the categories are the best things in sliced bread, God tier, amazing, good, and then not my favorite. So I'm just not going to make one. Gonna... <laughs> right. If you want a sense for what the fandom is like, it's do you want right. to walk us through your tier list, Emily? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've got uh, 1989 at S tier because it is uh, my favorite album, uh, even still. Uh, Pretty reasonable. I've, I've got uh, Evermore and Folklore on A tier. Not like in that order. They're just both A tier. Uh, I've got uh, Fearless and Lover on B tier and Midnight's on C tier. And then I have all of the other albums and haven't listened to it. But technically, Red goes in. I would put that in B tier as well. Uh, the Red Taylor's version specifically, because that's... And as I found out through years of trying to get you to listen to Vaxis One, I will never convince you to listen to Reputation, I, You know, I might listen to Reputation now because of, the, of okay. like, anti-hero and vigilante shit. Like, I'm like, okay, fine, maybe I can listen to Reputation. <laughs> but I just wasn't feeling it when it came out, even though I did really like Look What You Made Me Do. It's a great song. Look what you made me do needs to be done with Slipknot so Corey can scream that kind of chanty yeah. look what you made me do part because that would sound so fucking dope. Like, yeah, like the like some of the bits on I or like people equal shit where the chorus, like just doing the look what you made me do in that voice. Like, yeah, oh God. Chad. so sick. I want to do a awesome. cover of that, but I'm lazy. <laughs> it takes so long. Chad, do you think that there's a bit on the new Blackpink album where they say, look what you made us do? And it feels yes. like. It feels like a reference. Do you think that's it? Kind of does. Do you also think that's a reference? I, I think it might be. I know um, the song Could "Pink be. Venom" yeah. has a really sonically similar kind of area to "Look What You Made Me Do," and I immediately when that came, mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, are they referencing Taylor Swift in this?" Yeah, I hope so. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so as well because I had that same same thought. I will say, Emily, I, I you probably don't have to. I, I really like "Speak Now." Um, some of my favorite Taylor Swift songs are on Speak Now, and it mm -hmm. Haunted and Enchanted, I think, are both really good. I and think some I'm going like, to check out sillier Haunted songs because really good. both you and John have talked about it in this episode. So Haunted is an amazing song. Also, I, Alex, I I, I laughed because I just saw your. your list. Oh, I haven't seen. <laughs> oh God damn it, Alex! <laughs> so for those listening at home, I put the best things in sliced bread, folklore, and the rest are not my favorite because folklore is my favorite. So. It's sort of like by default. Yeah, all, all one it's a weird. It's a weird tier list. Like I don't need the other ones. I was gonna take a picture of mine for the thumbnail, but now I might take Alex's for the thumbnail. I don't even think the new album's in here. It's not. That's okay. okay. All right. Ah, uh, well. Where would you Where would you plug in the the Carly albums? To this tier list, Alex. Uh, the best things in sliced bread. All of them. Yes. Oh, everyone. Well, that, that's just a different tier list. Like, that's, just, <laughs> that's just like a whole different. Are, are are we transitioning to to that album now? Is that we can talk about it briefly? I mean, if Chad, yeah. I, I think all yeah. of us have mostly listened. To, well, I've listened to it more than Midnight's, but 
yeah i i've turned around on this album uh it's probably like i like it less than dedicated and emotion um yeah because there's just songs that i'm like this like i I think i like eight songs in it and i really like eight songs in it uh and then the rest are just kind of like oh you don't need the thing is even the songs i don't like i actually remember them so that's like (laughs) that's better than uh the taylor album already yeah i mean bangers wise like surrender my heart is like classic classic carly ray um, the first three songs on this album, Surrender My Heart, Talking to, yourself. Talking to Yourself, yeah, might be the strongest like album opening she's ever had. It's good. And it's hard yeah. to beat the saxophone on Run Away With Me. It really I think, is. I, I, I think this might, this might do it. Yeah. I mean, favorite song of, uh, overall is Go Find Yourself or Whatever, which is like I a much, just, oh, like so much slow. No, it's I not. Love, <laughs> no, it's okay, not hold on. Hold on. I am here to defend Beach House's honor. Fuck you, John Luke. I fucking love Beach House. I think it's me. It's my favorite song on the album. Okay, I thought you said you didn't like it, and then like, or I thought I saw you say you complaining about it on Twitter. He does. He does not like it. This is a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Worst song in this album. Yeah, I'm here. I I think Beach House might be my favorite song on the album. Here's the thing. I like Beach House for normal reasons. Alex likes it because of the anti-Canadian sentiment, or that's why he doesn't like it. Uh, it's because of the anti-Canadian. It's just, it's just. Oh, I don't like the sound of it. I think it's just, so. Okay, I, I will. I will agree that I think that like it is weird that the Can- the Canada one is so much more severe than all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I like Beach House. I think it's a fucking banger, and you guys are just haters. I'm not a hater. I just think that like the male vocals in the chorus are like creepy, and the like, yeah, like. The dating apps suck, but like this is I don't know, like I oh it's corny beyond belief. So like let corny. me be clear, but like I think it's a banger. Okay. I'll be the judge of this. What does this song sound like? Beach House. I forget. Beach House. She played it when I saw her and the crowd seemed to agree with Emily and not Alex and I. I yeah, see that's why I was I knew that you didn't like it because I remembered you complaining about Beach House when you saw her, but I finally I listened to it today and it's a fucking banger. The crowd went crazier for talking to yourself, so I am vindicated in that respect. Talking to yourself is also Mm -hmm. a banger. Yeah, talking to yourself is like a a high point. Actually, for real, talking to myself might be my favorite. Yeah. But Beach House is like really close. I really like Beach House. Yeah. I also think that this album like does have like more like it has like a nice mix of like pop bangers and like there's some songs that aren't so great, but like Go Find Yourself or whatever has like this like country tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Like it really reminds me of not the most recent Casey Musgraves album, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple songs that like it, where it really sounds like that. Western Wind has like a very different vibe than the rest of this album. Loneliest, the, the title track, Loneliest Time, also yeah. a banger. With, with Rufus, Rufus Wainwright of with all Mr. people. Mr. Hallelujah. Absolutely like, killer. He is so That's good cool. in this song. Yeah, yeah that, I like that song. Like it, it's good. It's got some really good pop stuff. I almost wish it was more like more mellow, more like more like Thanksgiving-y, as like the album art kind of suggests. Not because I don't like the the pop bangers, but just because like you know something a little different. Because she she's done so many good pop pop bangers on dedicated yeah. and emotion oh, on definitely. both sides. So um, I, I'd probably put this in the B tier for her though. Yeah, I think that's about where I'd put it. Yeah, dedicated emotion emotion side B ahead of it on the same level as dedicated side B maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little worse. I, I think it's probably like I'd probably put this and dedicated side B in the same tier, even though I like dedicated side B maybe a little bit more. But yeah. then yeah, like emotion and emotion side B and S tier. My S tier. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know I know we flip on uh, dedicated because dedicated is my S and then emotion yeah. and B are my A's. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, you're you're beach house huh? Yeah, this song's uh it's 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 kinda it's a bop and it's kinda catchy and it's um it's still got that like old school synthy vibe that the Midnights is going for. So it's like, hey, you can do that and also <laughs> make like a really engaging song yeah. that you know, like all white people dance to this. <laughs> I wish we were a video podcast, even though this isn't my podcast. Uh, just for that moment. And it's also kind of like tongue in cheek silly lyrically. Like it's like doing a lot of what Taylor's trying to do at Midnights, but it's doing all of it better, and I don't really like Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit about her as, as a musician or an artist, so that's where we're at. Thank wow. you. You know I what? That's that, that's fair. I don't like the song, but I'm glad it's better than Taylor's <laughs> album, so all is well. It is better than every song on the Taylor Swift album except Vigilante shit, probably. And uh, Antihero. Okay. Or, or as I like to call it, Black Adam, because he's the only anti-hero in the world. And that's like, oh my gosh. Sean, not... did you watch the anti-hero Tom Waskins video? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, after we talked about it, I I like started taking cli- like I started like going through YouTube and downloading Shiv Roy clips because I thought it would be great to do a Shiv Roy vigilante shit video. But then it was like, ah, oh, this is too much work. I'm not doing that. No, you should still do it. Someone needs wow. to. I, I, I need to see, look, the, the, the like, succession stand fa- people and the Taylor Swift stand people are, like, equal levels of psychotic, and I need them to do more, have more. There problems. is some crossover. Yeah. Just not enough. I definitely, like, the succession stand people, like, weird me out way more than the Taylor Swift stand people, No, these are honest, These but. are the only people who understand my succession feelings. <laughs> oh, well... Uh, is that gonna do? Is that it, or is that gonna do it for both of these albums? I think so. I think I'm out of opinions. Do we yeah. have a? Um, I have, you know, yeah. I have one last opinion I want to ask for of Emily specifically, and that I want your opinion. Uh, where are these albums relative to Vaxis Two, the new okay. Coheed and Cambria mm, album? Both of these albums, I would say. Um, I mean, Vaxxas is definitely better than Midnight's. Like, that's no question. Or Vaxxas 2 specifically. Uh, is, is it's the worst thing anybody has said about a Taylor Swift album. Yeah, Midnight. right? Jeez. Look, I'm she's, sorry. She's over. Like, it's done. Vaxxas 2 has more bangers per minute than... It really does. does. Um, I would say... I would put it on equal level with The Loneliest Time. Because uh, I... I feel like The Loneliest Time also has a significant number of bangers per minute. So yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's my that's my tier okay. my tier list relative to Vaxxas <laughs> to Window of the Waking Mind or whatever that album is called. That's exactly the name of the album. I did it. Yay, Dad! You guys should do an episode about that that I won't be on. <laughs> no, I I don't have the Coheed and Cambria brain worms. No, me neither. We already did that episode. It's on crying in the book club. Yeah, it's like yeah. three and a half hours long. It's it's the one episode of the show that I've missed, and it's just like. <laughs> It's the, mo- it's the most downloaded episode of the show. Okay, give the people what they want. I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to piss off an army of Swifties with this. I, I can't imagine Swifties actually listen to podcasts. They- no. Their, their Zoomer brains cannot we, handle 45 minutes. There are Taylor Swift of- podcasts, I assume. Oh, yeah. But, okay, score out of 10 for Taylor Swift's new album. Uh, Chad, you go first. Six and a half. All right. Uh, Emily. I was also going to give it a six and a half. Jean-Luc. Like a three if I'm feeling generous. Wow. I'll go right in the middle. I'll give it a five out of ten. 
And at Carly Ray, I'll give her a nice a 7.8. 7.8 of 10. Yeah. Seven. Uh, I'm giving it an eight and a half. Chad, you can give it a 10. Um, I'm, I literally don't remember any of it. <laughs> I, I was painting this really cool leg. Oh, is that a Gundam? <laughs> yeah, it's for my Gundam. I was painting oh, that while nice. I was listening to Carly. Chad, was, how, am I I, gonna com- how am I going to get you to watch the new Gundam show? Um, Is it free? Um, I mean, anything can be free. Ooh, I like I, it. I, what What about uh, the new Gundam show? Actually, is you interested? Because you don't seem like a Gundam person. I will. I will talk. We We can get into it after the show. What about Emily? Doesn't seem like a Gundam person. I actually haven't watched a lot of Gundam, but this one was okay. No, this Gundam one was is, written. Is not there's no no Gundam uh, uh, until yes, now, yeah. buddy. Oh, <laughs> until oh, now, okay. <laughs> It's literally being written by the guy who did the Ushina Light novels. Oh. I don't it's know if that's good. disappointment, Chad, or, or excitement, no, or like, I have to watch it. It's really I good. I, I mean, I haven't read the Light novels, but the Gundam is good. <laughs> Most of the shows you've bullied me into watching have been, have been good. Alice likes it. Yeah, she's got the Udna brainworms, too, though. You, you, you and know, she's so. got the Gundam brainworms, so, like, she's got double... We've never talked I mean, about Gundam with Alice. I'm really upset now. I have to message her and be like, hey. She literally has a Gundam podcast. Oh, yeah, yes. she does, doesn't she? It's called Big, Big Steppy. Steppy. Even, Big Steppy. I Even I've listened to episodes of Big Steppy. You don't well, have it anymore. I forget Wait, things. really? Big uh, Steppy? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I listen to all the plugs at the end of the episode sometimes. Oh. Big Steppy was talked about at some point. Oh, no, I thought you meant you would listen to an episode. And I was like, what? A Big Steppy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah, yeah. Alex supports that, that his friends' endeavors. Wow, what a good friend. I'll be listening to this one. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no. This is, well, this is one episode of Opinions of Chief I won't be listening to, or the Warrior Chats, as they, as they say. <laughs> but to be fair, I have a lot to catch up on, so, yep. Chad, yeah. When are the rest of the Warrior Chats episodes coming out? Uh, there's only one more that needs to be edited where that's actually about like warrior cats that's a that was not the question i asked <laughs> that that's the only other one to go isn't there the okay other one i didn't know if there was another one left to go i don't think so okay we when did we record that do i even still have your audio from that i probably still have it yes i do wow that was back in february wow warrior chats rise up <laughs> rise up i'm so bad at this um are we gonna do a uh, glad space yeah, we can do a glad space if you guys want to do a glad space. Before we do that, I just want to ask Chad, are are you going to play the new Sonic game that's open world? And are you going to talk um, about it on a show called Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad? Probably not. I guess if other people play it and tell me it's good, I could see it. I don't like open world games. I don't have time for that shit. Anything like that's big and you have to do a lot of exploring, I don't want to do anymore. Unless it's Soulsborne. <laughs> and even then, I'm like, I don't know about that. I'll, I'll, I'll have a YouTube guide help me out. <laughs> youtube guy named uh joe yeah <laughs> yeah cool 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 well we we could do a glad space as is tradition on opinions are cheap where you talk about something that made you glad i don't have anything prepared so i don't know who wants to start first because i don't this is so much harder than the opposite of this that we do <laughs> yeah we're just talking shit about things it's like i'll go first um i uh it, as mentioned in the last episode that we recorded of Crying in the Book Club, I went to a wedding yesterday and everyone kept complimenting the dress I was wearing. 
Oh yeah. Heck yeah. And I didn't even I wasn't even that sold on it when I bought I bought it because I needed something blue to wear because the wedding was blue themed. <laughs> uh and but I I bought like the first blue dress I saw and I got a bunch of compliments. So nice. yeah. Heck yeah. Take that sky, you blue <laughs> bastard. Um I guess I my glad space, I, I alluded to this er- very briefly earlier. Um, it's not the Kanye thing, uh, but I <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, w- that has been making me glad. But my actual glad space is that I have uh, uh, investigated the realm of the Terrifier films in the last week, um, of which, admittedly, there's only two, so it wasn't that hard. Uh, which are uh, two. One came out. The first one came out in 2016, and the last one, the most recent one, came out like earlier this month. And they are both like super gonzo slasher films about a cool guy called Art the Clown, um, who has uh, a lot of the the better parts of the Bill Skarsgård Pennywise bit in terms of like like his his acting is very funny. Uh, he does a lot of goofs and bits and jokes uh, as he's killing people. He rides around on a little tricycle. Um, he's a very cool guy, and I have enjoyed watching his films. Delightful, inspirational. Yeah, um, I don't want to say that my glad space is Star Wars related because I don't oh, know. Let's go. Makes me sad, but uh, you know what? The new the new Andor show, Cassie and Andor. It's actually, a re- it's it's really good. I think it's seven episodes in so far out of twelve, and each one has been a banger. And uh, it's made me be like, oh, I can enjoy. Like I, I've en- I've enjoyed this show with no like ifs ands or buts. No like, eh, mm, eh. it's just like I can enjoy the show, and I don't have to listen to what people think about it online. And it's 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 a rare place for Star Wars for me. So um, Andor's cool. Check it who, out if you want. Who would have thought that the Rogue One prequel show would have been the only good thing Disney Star Wars has produced? <laughs> <laughs> Diego Luna, let's Unth- go. Unthinkable to me, but it somehow where is. a monkey paw is like curling into a <laughs> little fist. It's it's no book of Boba Fett. I'll just say that. Uh, oh but, God! Yeah. Um. My glad space, I've been rereading Wonder Woman Dead Earth by yeah. our good pal Daniel Warren Johnson, and that comic fucking owns. That actually might be the next mainstay episode of Opinions Are Cheap. Ooh. Cameron might read it. Oh, cool. This will come out after that. <laughs> oh, so, that was a great episode. You, you guys were great. Yeah, we'll, we'll see oh, how that goes. I, I told him that if, if, if we wanted to do a comic book uh, discussion, it's short and it's awesome, and it is really awesome. It is it is. It is the only uh, superhero comic I own. Damn. Wow. Look at you. So that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Wow. The Comics I- Podcast's number three comic of 2020? At least. I think so. Is a- I'm guessing Snot Girl was number one. Of course. Yeah, Snot Girl's yeah. comic of the Gideon year. Gideon Falls year. was probably two. Uh, yeah, probably. That's, I, I'm pretty sure. I actually think we might have given Gideon Falls number one because it ended that year and Snot Girl had to settle for number two. I don't think oh. I don't think we would have done that. I don't think we would have done that. I don't know. Sounds like us. It sounds like that might have been brought up at one point. And then, yeah. I mean, is Wayward count as superhero stuff? Oh no, you're right. We did no. We Snot Girl is number one. I have the Google Doc in front of me. See, I know. Us. Girl, yeah, Snot Girl, Gideon Falls, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. We're the yeah. top three. Hell yeah! It, I fucking remember. It's also really nice that Dead Earth is like it's it's the black series. You, like the the actual trade's a lot bigger than regular ones, so you really get to. uh the, the art really gets a chance to shine. It's a nice hardcover too. Yeah, like yeah. it's just well put together. A, I, bu- I bought that drunk before I went to a to see a Royal Bliss and the Lonely One. <laughs> I was like, oh, they don't start for another hour. Let's go to the comic book store. I want to spend money. <laughs> I bought that one sober and was have not regretted it. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, also also good. It's wonderful. I got I got to read. Alrighty. Yeah. Do we want to wrap up then, or, or, or uh, uh, plugs usually take a while because there's things going on. Unless you guys don't give a shit. I don't have anything to plug. So until Taylor Swift creates music again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Salute. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.